Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant uh, good morning to you. Hi there. This is Patrick Timpone, and this is OneRadioNetwork.com. It is the, uh, wow, the fourth Monday already. My goodness. Fourth Monday of the month. That gives us to Dr. Jennifer Daniels Day. She's in Panama, and we're going to meet her in just a second. Let me just take care of a little bit of business, let you know about what's going to go on this week. Dave Murphy is here tomorrow. Dave has some very interesting things to say about the lost history of this country, history, or the world, rather, history that he is not going to believe possibly could have went on. Also, um, he is a non-movable, non-movable plain earth fellow. He says that we don't, we're not spinning around the, the sun at 666,000 miles an hour as advertised in school. That's right. And so you're going to have fun with him. We'll talk to him on tomorrow. He's in the United Kingdom. Uh, I'm going to be with you on Wednesday and we solve all the things uh, love life and fooling around along with Melissa Sell. And uh, she has a specialty of German new medicine, which takes the whole idea of soul, mind, body, what we think and what we believe goes into the body. And when we worry, we get sick and we kind of know it. Well, uh, Dr. Hammer discovered this many years ago when he, um, his son uh, was killed in an automobile accident. He was very close to his son. And then uh, a few months later, he showed up with testicular cancer. And Dr. Hammer said, there's got to be some connection here. And that was his whole life's work. And uh, um, he kind of proved uh, the spiritual idea through going in and seeing things in the brain and stuff like that. So pretty interesting work. Uh, German New Medicine, it's, uh, it's, pretty inter- it's a very interesting way to go if you're looking to heal oneself. Or easier, you could just go to Panama, visit with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. She'll feed you pig's feet and uh, stuff and, and exercise and you'll be fine. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor. Hi, Doc. How are you? Fine. How are you? You're looking great. How are you doing? You're good? Yeah? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. You've been using your castor oil on your cute face there? Yeah, not recently, but yes, I still do at least once a week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I've told you this before, you folks with black skin don't play fair because you don't crinkle as much as us white folk do. Well, we eat our pig's feet. Oh, that's what it is. You eat your pig's feet. Yeah. Well, we eat our pig's feet and hops. And you white people just need to get on board. I understand. Well, you know, we, we're still doing finger-licking chicken <laughs> things. From, what can I tell you? you know, yeah, it won't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't work. I don't know what's going on with that. So is it, is it the, uh, what's, what's in the pig's feet that really? Just look at it. It's got some pretty tough skin on it. Mm-hmm. It has all the building blocks your body needs to make beautiful, a brand new skin. Brand new skin. And now people have gone so far. Ticket. Oh my God. Talk about bad worse. Uh, I'm sorry. You, you cut out there a second. People go so far as to what? Eat boneless, skinless chickens. Yeah, I mean. That is going from bad to worse. That's the rage, isn't it? Well, it has been for years, hasn't it? Because they convince people 
that fat was bad, right? I wasn't paying attention to all that. But when I saw that boneless, <laughs> skinless, thicker thigh show up in the store, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I was even vegetarian at the time, and I said no. no. I wouldn't feed it to my kids. I gave them the stuff with the bones and the skin on it. How long were you vegetarian? About 26 years. Really? That's vegetarian and vegan. So the first five years, I was vegetarian, then I saw the light <laughs> and became vegan. <laughs> oh, you really saw the light when you came, became vegan, right? Wow. I became vegan, and then when I was vegan, I was like, oh, I can go better. I can go raw. Raw. Uh-oh. Wrong way to go back. Lost my hair. Teeth got loose. I said, oh, no, no, no. We're going back to wait, vegan. You went here. raw vegan, and you lost your hair, and your teeth were going bad? Yeah. Wow. What's, what's that about? What does the body need that you were not getting as a raw about- vegan? It's about malnutrition. <laughs> Mal- malnutrition, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But generally, generally, I mean, he, I don't know. I, I used to know a guy, a of- I used to know a fellow he that, that he used to eat raw meat. What's his name? On, do you know? On, no, raw meat. No, didn't know no, raw meat. No, no, I understand. But I mean, I wonder if, I knew a fellow that he did all raw, but it was meat too. Yeah. Anjanis Boner Planets was his name. Yeah, now he did not do too well. Uh, oh, he did I think good. His lover pushed him off. Oh, his lover pushed him off a veranda and kind of ended oh, I a did. little prematurely. So we didn't have a chance to really see the outcome of his uh, dietary habits. Yeah, yeah, he fell off, uh, or he was put, or whatever, whatever the story is, off of a, off of a balcony. Yeah, the girlfriend was right behind him. Yeah, at the balcony. <laughs> good. That's great. But you know, I know people that saw him in person when he was doing his thing. You know. I guess maybe 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and they said he really looked great, and he did all raw eggs, everything. Everything was raw, but I don't know how long he did it. Be that as it may. Um, right. How are things in Panama? You know, I don't know if i just a uh, hope, hopeful romantic, but it looks like things are beginning to really come to the surface out here with uh, all kinds of places. We have police departments, sheriffs, pilots not wanting to do the vax, some court rulings saying you can't do it. Do you think the wheels may be falling and off this thing? Some court rulings say you can do it. So the court rulings are all a mix. There's yeah. no clear direction in the court rulings. Right, right. So what we can see from that, I think, is that the courts are not going to be a bastion of uh, salvation, if you want to look at it that way. Right. So I think people are still under pressure, whether you're pro this or pro that or whether you believe or don't believe it doesn't matter but whatever you believe your only way to exercise your beliefs or live according to your beliefs is to relocate to a state where your beliefs are accepted that's pretty much society state where your beliefs are accepted hey don't bring more people here to texas and florida girl they're all moving here now we can't even hey tennessee south dakota tennessee yeah um oklahoma they're doing it. They're cool. South Dakota. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. But that's where things are shaking. Uh, the have is not the box, but your feet. Hold on a second. I don't know why you're cutting out, and I don't like it, and uh, I'm going to stop it. Oh, no. That's not what I want. i got to do something here. So... 
You do, 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 do. Okay, well, I'm, I'm figuring this out. Tell me about, tell me about the plank. You, 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 you're into a lot of exercise. You've been doing a lot of stretching. You're doing splits. If, yes, you're, on, yes. if you're on the phone, stay there. We're going to pick you up. But you were just about to tell me before we went on the air. Um, that I gave you a link there. You can click it. Look what? in the conversation box. Okay. I don't know a conversation box. I don't even know where that is. You have a bunch of icons. One looks like a. Nah, uh, don't go. I I don't have those. I don't know what those are. <laughs> how do I send you? How do I send you information? Written information. Uh, you can do it on an email. Can you do an email? I could. You could. Let me see. Okay, Jennifer Daniels is here, but uh, for some reason I just don't see what I want to see in my thing because I wanted to do something and I don't know. Oh well, because they're. Can help her with the sound a minute. But email is all you have. Okay, let's see. How can I write an email? It well, we got so a, easy. We got a lot of questions. <laughs> we better get on it. We're just never going to get it here. <clears throat> um, hey, I need to. I need to give you give your people some information. They might they might answer a few of their questions. I don't know. Okay. Well, then let's do that. Let's see to Patrick at One Radio Network a dot. Com, one radio. Okay, so that's the Copenhagen plank there that we were talking about. Okay. I don't see it, but I will. So, so this uh, this plank I've heard about the plank. Is the Copenhagen plank like something different than the plank? It's the next level. It's like uh, Olympics level planks. Oh. So your regular plank, either it helps your uh, core. Right, so it helps like maybe your abdomen. Uh, so the regular plank helps your abdomen, and the reverse plank helps your back, and, and there's a side plank. Those are nice. Those are nice. Okay. But at my age, I don't have a lot of time. So. <laughs> what'd you say? What'd you say? At your age, you don't have a lot of time? Is that what you said? I cannot mess around. I ain't got no time for exercise going to help me in one month, two months, five months. All right. I didn't get so that. But can, can you display this? Can you demonstrate this for us? Because I don't get that. I don't, I don't know what you sent it to, but you didn't send it to me. I demonstrated it for you. Let me hit a, I gotta, how do I hit a send button? I got a send button. All right. <laughs> gotta hit the send. Let me look at the, uh, the, 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 oh, there you are. Okay. So I got to see where I am. I don't even have a mat here. Oh no, I can't do it because I need a, um, an elevated surface. I can see if my chair will work. Well, let me let me see the notes here. All right. right. Look at all these notes. Where, where do you think I'm going to read all this? Oh. No, no, no. There's two emails. The first one has only the plank length. And I'm trying to confuse you here. Yeah, well, I stake. <laughs> this is an office. I don't have a pillow in the office. That's all right. Oh, this is great. Where are you? We got you. Look at you. There we go. So you do, so you just have one hand there because we can't see your head. So that's, that's, a, that's the coping, heck, plank? Wow. Oh, you can't see anything. Yes, I can. You can't see the thing here that I see. Well, here, let me show you. Let me give them a bigger picture here. Yeah, you gotta give them the whole picture because otherwise they can't see anything. Okay, okay, let's see. do that. Let's sorry, sorry, let's do it again. 
So you put a chair over. So that's going to go there. All right. Yeah. Okay. See if it's, you bend your knee a little bit. Oh, I bend it because of the space. And See then, the other way there? Yeah, we got you. And then the hip up. goes all the way down. All the way down. Up. Wow. All the way down. All right. And what is coping? So that exercises all of your hip muscles. Yeah. Your inner thigh, your abdomen, your lateral core, and your back at the same time. Whereas the other planks all, you know, specialize in a small piece of stuff. So literally, you can do one rep of the Copenhagen plank, and you've done like six exercises all in one. I'll be. Now, so you probably want to. Athletes, that's what they do. You probably want to get a chair that doesn't have wheels, right? Maybe if you can. Huh? Probably want a chair that doesn't have wheels. Let's just shoot our wad and get a bench. <laughs> oh, a bench! There you go. I've this got one of those. <clears throat> yeah. See, this chair has a stem, and I was working my leg around the stem. Right. So the bottom leg is actually like a scissors with the upper leg. Okay. Yeah. Let me put it. Yeah. The legs during the exercise open and the hip slides down and the hip goes up and the legs go together. So you're, all those internal muscles in the pelvis, that's almost impossible to exercise, get exercise. Also, the inner um, leg muscles get strengthened because you're doing a body weight exercise, literally lifting your whole body weight. Yeah. And... So for professional athletes, they found that people play uh, soccer and football, it prevents injuries. They don't get groin injuries when they do this exercise. So, Doc, if we have a now bench, me, if we have a, let me ask you, if we have a bench, that top leg, that could just mm -hmm. go straight then, right? You could just go straight over the bench? Correct. And you then the bottom leg could be straight as well, correct? Exactly. All right. And then you Did got you see the link? Did you ever get the link? Did you click it? Yeah, we got it. I'm sorry. You click the link. You see the picture. Um, I only got one one email from you, and I don't. And I oh the okay. That email is a long email. It hasn't got the link in it. Oh, I see. Let me send you a short email. One radio. Oh, there. Patrick at one radio this network dot com. Jennifer Daniels is here is every fourth Monday, and she's in Panama, the great state country whatever <laughs> just one thing just one big place down there panama <laughs> down panama way baby yeah this is oh, this is a fun thing you give us all these new things you to try well here we go i got it did you get e you got the email mm -hmm. you see the link i got it did you click it mm -hmm. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh, i see boy look at that guy yeah he's yeah, I'll see if I can. Uh, I can maybe put this on the air, and uh, yeah, it's a video. I could probably get it on the air. Yeah, I'll post it on the site or whatever, or you can take a, a screenshot of it and show the screenshot. Yeah, well, good luck but with that. You know me. I don't. Exercise. I don't even know how to and, use this stuff. Uh, that exercise has strengthened my legs, so I can get closer to the inner splits. Hmm. I'm about eight inches from the ground now. Eight inches, uh, um, uh, what do you mean, jelly bean? My center split. So the center split where the legs go out to the side. See? 
I'm eight inches off the ground. Ah, I see. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. I like it. You're not getting anywhere. It's just not going to happen. You're not going to make progress. And like I said, at my age, I got to get results. <laughs> that's right. You don't have time. You said, you keep saying, I don't have time to fool around. I don't around. have 40 years. I don't have 40 years to mess around or 50 years. This works. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get after it. You know what I mean? I just want to. Get up. I think I can get this thing. Let me let me play it for people, and then we'll take this phone call. I think I can figure out how to do this. Yeah, watch this. Yeah, cut the sound. The sound is irrelevant. Sound is irrelevant. Okay. On the video. Look at that dude. Oh, so he stays up there a long time. Oh, you were going up and down. Oh, okay long time uh it's an isometric exercise when you go up and down it's dynamic and it recruits and involves more muscles so for what i'm trying to do the up and down is more useful for yeah. me mm -hmm. so this is the actually up and down the stay up there and staying is 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 actually a lot easier is it hmm. mm -hmm. well let's do that one let's take a phone call and then we'll See what's going on here. Good morning. Who's this? Hi, this is Pam. I'm I'm sorry. What's your name? Pam. Hi, Pam. You're on the air with Dr. Jennifer Daniels, who just taught us the Copenhagen split. Did you watch? Oh uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm on the phone. I I I didn't watch. That's all right. Um, go go ahead. How can we help you? Hi, Dr. Daniels. I I have actually a few questions that I'm hoping to ask. Um. Uh, the first one is, there's this man by the name of Joe Tippin. He's used, he's had um, small cell lung cancer that metastasized, and he used a dog dewormer. Uh, it's, it's called, I think it's called fenbendazole. And in three, yeah, we know. Right, and, yeah. right, and in three months, uh, and he's been clear ever since, and it's been a few years now, he was able to cure his cancer, mm -hmm. uh -huh. and people have been. Uh, what what is Question. it about? <laughs> okay, hold, what is it about? Hold, hold on a second. Yeah, so so you want to know? You're it's kind of hard. We got going to Panama and you. So you want to know what could going on with the membendazole? What was happening? Yeah, why is an anti-parasitic? Even ivermectin is working for. Some stuff. Um, you know, COVID. Why is why are antiparasitics uh, working for cancer, for example? Okay. That's, that's really good question. You stay so right that, there. Right. Yeah, she'll answer you. Go ahead, Doc. Good for you. I went to medical school four full years and did three years of residency. So uh, that plus uh, several years of medical practice, uh, I've come to the distressing conclusion that most of what modern medicine labels as diseases are simply parasitic infections. That's it. That's the long and short of it. So most of what's called cancer, uh, hypertension, diabetes, arthritis, and blah, 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 is really simply parasites. Wow. And as medical students in medical school, we were commanded, do not test for parasites. Don't even look. Yeah. Wow. Direct order. Hmm. And so that's really what's going on. Now, is all cancer parasites? 
Uh, no, but a large amount of cancers are parasites. And so it makes sense, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper, just to whip out the parasite medicine and do a rotation. Try febendazole, try ivermectin, try hydroxychloroquine. Hey, do a rotation, one of them might work. Or, or what about breast cancer? What about breast cancer? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You're, getting, you're, you're confused. You're confused. You're, you're drinking the Kool-Aid. You're believing the lies. What did I say? Every single disease in modern medicine is caused by parasites. Okay. So, what's um, parasite? We can Google. Also, the other component is malnutrition. That means you're not eating your liver and you're not eating your uh, animal organs. Or dehydration means you're not drinking enough water. The water you're drinking is contaminated. And not enough poops or bowel movements. Enter Vitality Capsules at VitalityCycles.com. That's it. That is the total cause of all disease. Well, it's let me add, I, don't, we, don't you think we should add uh, faulty thinking in there? No, thinking is not recognizing those five things. No, you didn't mention thinking is what I'm saying. I'm helping you with the thinking. That's all I'm doing is telling you to no, think about yeah, these five I know. No, no, I understand. But Emotional worry, causes. hold on a second, girl. Worry and angst and all of that will cause disease. I know it. So, you know, you got to put that in there. Well, worry and angst causes malnutrition because uh. in this process of worrying, the brain just eats up massive, massive amounts of nutrition and literally it can kill you by just throwing you into a profound nutritional deficiency that you, where you can't support life. Okay, fair enough. So again, yeah. we can complicate split hairs, but I think it's best to keep things super simple so people can get uh, success and positive results without too much complexity. You know? Okay. Uh, and uh, on, on the call, you had another question? Yes. Um the uh, my sister had applied turpentine to her breast due to like a, a hardening feeling on her breast, I guess. But it seems to have caused like her skin to burn. Should she have mixed it with castor oil? All right, we can go back to the answer to the prior question. Problem is, your sister failed to consider the five basic causes of her situation. The number one cause of hardened breast masses, did she say she had... She's, she's got some hardening there. Up. The number one cause is cancer and coffee. No, no, we don't know if there's... I asked you if we know there was breast cancer. That's what I'm trying to get at. We don't know. So if she just has hard lumps in her breast, the cause is generally, again, malnutrition. She has something in her diet, caffeine, that's causing that. Or something not missing in her, some missing, missing her diet, like mineral deficiency. So, again, she's, uh, your, your sister is taking too narrow a view of the situation. So I would recommend mm -hmm. that your sister go to vitalitycycles.com, get the free report, and it instructs you in hydration, nutrition, pooping, addressing those parasites. Doc, when she's doing these things, do you think there's any benefit to putting Turpentine, turpentine, tur yeah, turpentine on this area, that. like yeah, and her sister. My guess, yeah. my guess is no. And the reason my guess is no, just from reading between the lines here, is I don't think she's done the water and the pooping step. I don't think she's pooping three times a day and drinking enough water. Just a guess. 
um, probably two to three times a day, not always three times a day. Well, that's a lot. That's good. Exactly. So she has not completed the step. It is three plus. And so, again, if the stuff's got no place to go, I don't care what you put on it, it's not going to work. And that's what the Turpentine Report explains to you, that you've got to go through these steps. You've got to be hydrated. The parasites need an exit point. You've got to fix your nutrition. If you don't at least fix your hydration and the exit point, no hope, no chance. There's no therapy under the sun that will work, none. Okay. Uh, just one last question. Um, what you know? It's about COVID, and I just want to know. I'm not as far as people dying. We know that hospitals are um, mistreating these people. But as far as people uh-huh. getting sick, what do you think it is that's making? Because I I know people from Peru, from uh, the Philippines. You know, they they have the loss of taste and smell. They have. Uh, like a severe, it's almost like a severe flu. Um, what is? What do you think mm-hmm. it is that's causing it? And especially this loss of taste and smell. And even I had a cold, and I lost my taste and smell once I got the cold. And it, uh, and I, it took months for me to regain it, and I haven't regained it fully, not one hundred percent. And it only happened when I got the cold. And I think this is what's making people believe in the whole COVID thing because they're getting those symptoms and they're getting colds and foods like they've never had them before. So I, I, I think that's just where the confusion is for uh, a lot of people. And we do hear about people having that all over the world, because I do have, I know people from all over the world, uh, and they're reporting the same thing. That's my last question. No, that's right. It's a good question. It comes up a lot. Doc, what do you think? Let's go with the all over the world theory. Let's say... I'm going to accept everything you're saying is absolute, total truth, right? So the answer I'm going to give you is going to be consistent with everything you're saying being true. Number one, people all over the world are getting this. That means that it, whatever is causing it cannot be caused by person-to-person spread with a two-week delay. Right. Otherwise, it would take a whole year to get around the world. You would not have it happening at the same time all over the world. So we know whatever is causing it is not person-to-person spread, number one. And number two does not have any incubation period, as it is explained to us. Okay, so your one observation there disproves the contagion theory. So if you have something happening all over the world at the same time, medical term for it, scientific term, common source outbreak, check it out, look it up. The only way people could get sick concurrently at the same time is common source outbreak. Why? Because you don't have the time lag necessary for people to come in contact with another person, another person, another person. All right. So we've banished person-to-person contact as an infection source. The next question, people are getting sick. People are dying. They're getting all these symptoms. So what do we know about this? Well, we know ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine works. Those are antiparasitics. They work against worms and malaria. So what people really have is worms and malaria. That's it. Let's not overlook the obvious. Now, the other thing is vaccines. Look at the Israel data. The Israeli data, the data from Israel says being vaccinated does not protect you from infection. It does not protect you from spreading it. The vaccines are not effective, period. 
Now you can give more vaccines, and that's by the way a medical strategy. If they give you something that doesn't work, ah, well you just didn't get enough, and that doesn't work. Ah, you just need more. But from a, a consumer point of view, when you buy a pair of scissors to fix your flat tire and it doesn't work, you you say, well, I don't need scissors to fix my flat tire. I need something else. And you can apply the same reasoning to this situation. So are people sick? Absolutely. What's causing it? Clearly parasites and clearly worms because the worm medicine uh, works. So right now there's no evidence. In fact, the evidence is just the opposite. By the way, all those notes I sent you, Patrick, I go through all of this. Yeah, um, I, I guess the important thing would be to think about the idea. I, I think what she's asking, what other people, and you probably have an answer, I think I do as well. Why would these people come up with these symptoms all at the same time? And it, it, could, it could be any number of things, Dr. Daniels. I mean, if people believe that there's something going around, they believe in it, they can, they can detox and, and, and have symptoms. There's no doubt about what it. I would say, what I would say, again, from my perspective of having gone to medical school and residency and having a private practice of medicine and all that other stuff is every year people have loss of smell. Every year people have coughs and fevers. Every year people have these symptoms. What changes is the name doctors put on these symptoms, the meaning doctors give to these symptoms, mm-hmm. and how the medical industrial complex organizes these symptoms. And I will say, I'm going to tell you what happened in medical school. So in medical school, they're trying to explain to us medical students how to read x-rays. Flash an x-ray on the screen. It was an x-ray of somebody's lung, and it was not a normal x-ray. And this is exactly what the instructor said. X-rays of disease are the same, same, same over the years. It's just that at different times, we give them different names, interpretations, meanings, and therapies. I mean, he outed themselves right there. You got the same disease. They just rename it and uh, give it a different ritual surrounding it. And what's happened now is you have a constellation of symptoms, basically detoxing from your worms. And instead of calling it the common cold, it's now being called COVID. And the meaning around it is being organized to say, well, because of this, you need to social distance, you need to get stabbed like a voodoo doll. You need to uh, wear a mask, kind of like a diaper, only put on your face instead of your crotch. So uh, you need to not work, you need to stay home, you need to be afraid of your neighbor. So what's happened is we have a constellation of common symptoms and they've been organized in a different um, cultural framework with different rituals. Does that that answer your question, caller? Um, I think partially only because I think the I do know of many people that have lost their taste and uh, sense of taste and smell and have not regained it. Whereas before, if you lost your taste and smell, uh, sense of taste and smell when you had a cold, you regained it just right when you got better. It, only, it was only a few days. Well, you know, it's real right, possible so too. Hold on, hey, let, let me let me interject here a second, Doc. Please, it's real possible too that when people start talking and they're on the internet and everybody's losing their taste and smell, it's very easy to make it all get worse just by believing it's going to get worse. Does that make sense to you? I understand the power of manifestation. Okay, well then, that's part of it. Then, Dr. Daniels, you you contribute, please. Yeah, 
would go with believing that you and these people you know are really having an extended loss of taste and smell. And what I want to say is the modern diet, just in the past, I would say 10 years, has changed. Your body doesn't have the building blocks it needs to repair damaged taste and smell receptors. People aren't eating uh, liver. People aren't eating the skin on the chicken. People aren't eating the high cholesterol uh, foods. And you need high cholesterol foods to repair those nerves for taste and smell. So the modern day mm -hmm. diet, what the medical industrial complex has convinced people to follow, um, creates an internal environment where those nerves cannot be repaired promptly. Mm -hmm. And this could all be coming up because, you know, we've all been doing the same thing with the diet, right? It's very possible. They all come out. Exactly. Same, That's yeah. exactly what's People have been systematically weakened mm -hmm. um, by, not, by lowering their cholesterol. I would say, and you know, hey, medical misinformation, alert, alert, alert. Um, you know, your cholesterol <laughs> should be at least 250. And if you're over uh, 65, it should be over 300. And they've done lots of studies in Europe showing this, that cholesterol under 200, your body just can't heal. Mm-hmm. So the same insult, yeah. same little parasite hanging around, damaging your smell. Now, you're not going to get your smell back in a day, a week, or maybe not even in six months. Why? The low cholesterol situation, which is your, the body's ultimate repair mechanism, is cholesterol. Got it. Got it. Okay, okay. I want to like to add one thing to you, caller. I've talked to... Oh, I'd say at least five people over the last 10 years, ladies with lumps, you know, not breast cancer, but lumps. And they mm -hmm. figured out that, that they were just stressed over father, brother, sister, mother, husband, you know, mm -hmm. and they, they figured that out for some way and they let go of that stuff and the breast little lumps went away. That's just my experience. Exactly. They did. Yeah, it has to do psychologically with your difficulty with a gender role in your life. Either maybe you have a relationship mm -hmm. and you decide you don't want to get pregnant, you don't want to ever get pregnant. Um, that's the manifestation. Maybe you have a child and you feel like your child should be more independent and it's not. Again, you're going to get uh, breast loss. Maybe you, you have a relationship with your husband or boyfriend is not going well, you're going to get a lump. Maybe your mother is getting elderly and she needs help and you feel really guilty because you can't help her because you have other responsibilities and you feel like you're a bad daughter, you're going to get a lump. Wow. So, well said. Yeah. Most well said. Americans okay. don't respond to this woo stuff, and, and, they're the, and they lack the courage to say, Mom, take a hike, I'm a good daughter, get lost. <laughs> or to drop their life and go help Mom. Make up your mind. you got to resolve that. You can't yeah. feel angry at yourself over perceived inadequacy in one of those gender-related roles. You've got to say, you know what, hubby, you got to take a walk. You need to go find a lady better than me. Or you need to say, honey, I'm going to step up to the plate. Whatever you want to do, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be happy about it. Whatever. But you've got to resolve that internal conflict. It's you judging yourself. It's not you're a good daughter or a bad daughter or a good sister or a bad sister. It's that you think you're a bad whatever in that role. Right on, girl. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. Well said, Doc. Well said. Thank you. Take care. Thank you very much, yeah. See, now they didn't teach you that at medical school. No, no. <laughs> so that's 
why when people call me and say i want to know if dr daniels really went to harvard i'm like if you really think i learned something at harvard that can help you then you don't need to talk to me you need to talk to someone else <laughs> that's right. yeah i went to harvard yeah mm -hmm. great with honest but no that's not what's helping you right now <laughs> nothing i learned at harvard is helping you go <laughs> That's hilarious. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timponi. We'll be right back. We're going to go, but don't sweat this commercial. Don't Recently, we talked with Dr. David Minkoff, MD, about his patients and toxins. We test them for environmental toxins, and we look at their teeth, and we look at their diet, and we do a look at their gut, and, and they're loaded. It is a radical 360 assault on our bodies, what we're living in today in terms of our environment. It's remarkable what you find on people, like how much stuff they've accumulated. You know, they need to get in the sauna uh, three or four times a week, and they need to filter. The, the water systems in the United States are full of environmental toxins. I know when we talked to Dr. Rowie, he was a big fan of these far-infrared saunas and getting the sweat out, and he used to test the sweat and everything. Do you do that, a far-infrared, and then you, what kind of saunas do you do? I have them get, there's some pretty economical, really good portable saunas that people can get. And I think it's it's like mandatory. If you're living on planet Earth now, you better get in a sauna three times a week for half an hour and really sweat because you're, no matter how careful you are, you're getting full of stuff that you don't want in your body that are toxic and carcinogenic. Yes, we've been promoting and using for years, uh, 10 years now, the Relax Far Infrared Sauna. It's a portable uh, about a thousand. They're really nice units, boy. They they get hot and boy, you sweat and it's it's great. Great unit. Yeah, oh, you've seen those. Yeah. Well, we've got them on sale all the time. We're allowed to do a little special deal because as long as we don't put them in print, they've allowed us to uh, sell these guys for less than the suggested retail price. You know that SRP thing, just so it's not in print. If it's in print, then Google picks it up. And then everybody says, how come I don't sell it like that? So that's how it works uh, with us. And we've been doing it and making less money on our commission because I just like to get more of them out there. It's more fun. Anyway, so our price, and they have gone up uh, since for the last six months because this whole getting containers in from, um, you know, the uh, China, uh, you know, well, Taiwan is where these, these, Saunas are produced at a medical university, by the way, and they won five awards for the technology. Uh, they come from Taiwan, and the shipping, they tripled the shipping, and so they had to raise the price. I mean, it, it's crazy what's going on out there. These people are just doing whatever they can to make whatever amount of money they can on this whole stupid thing. But don't get me started. Anyway, so it's $1,295 tax title license, to anywhere in the lower 48. Uh, we're shipping two of them to um, mm, 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 Ireland uh, tomorrow. Two of them to Ireland. We're giving them a, bit, uh, a little better deal because they're getting two. And so just email me and I'll work out the best deal I can for you. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. All of our audio are on our front page. If you want to see the video show like of Dr. Jennifer Daniels later and then watch her doing her little plank thing, you can just go up to BitChute, oh, in two or three hours, and it'll be up on BitChute, Patrick Timpone, BitChute, and um, we're going to get a nice little ad on our website for that one. 
Uh, if you've not tried our colostrum from Sir Thrival, we think it's one of the best ever. This is a great product, and uh, I love it. I just love the taste of it. I love the smell of it. And just because I like it doesn't mean you're going to. But uh, I think you will. Uh, people have been using it for a long time. It's a wonderful product. It's a colostrum, and it's a six-hour colostrum just right out of mommy. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Right out of there, baby. And uh, it's on Sir Thrival, OneRadioNetwork.com. There's a health conference coming up that uh, I think you're going to enjoy. I'm going to join up a little bit for the weekend at least. They have, uh, that's the weekend of October 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's going to be, what, two weekends, I guess, from now. Uh, something like that. Kaufman, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, Thomas Cowan, David Ike, Kelly Brogan, she's cool, Eileen Mikusik, Sally Fallon Morell, and Stefan Lanka. They're the headliners. Uh, Stefan Lanka, boy, he's all over this show me the virus thing, baby. And, uh, and he's really rocking and rolling. Anyway, um, there's going to be a whole thing happening on that weekend of the 10th of October. And you can click right on the front page of One Radio Network. You see a nice big ad there. The future of health is in our to manifest through nature's gift of true healing. Um, the 2021 True Healing Conference. And uh, that's going to be happening October 9th and 10th, rather, 9th and 10th. So I guess it'll be a week from, yeah, this weekend coming up. So check it out on our front page, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, Dr. Jennifer Daniels is here, and uh, of course, uh, we need, uh, can you just stay like three hours today, because we have more... Oh, she laughs. So she just laughs. Hopefully, the answer to that question will answer a lot of the other questions in the queue. Yeah, I know. Okay, so so this is a kind of an interesting. Well, I'm sure you can have some ideas because you're a good stretcher. Um, here is a mom, 43, two-year-old daughter, takes gelatin. Mm-hmm. I stretch as much I can, but she's got the worst case of old sciatica, and she just doesn't know what to do. I gave her a few ideas how I got rid of mine, but she wants to know what to do. Her gelatin is the problem. Gelatin. The, uh, protein, yeah, the protein balance in her gelatin is not appropriate for her sciatica problem. And this is the reason why I don't recommend gelatin anymore at all. You used to. Because, yeah, I used to. Your gelatin manufacturer is either using uh, cow feed or is using pig feed or is using um, knee, knee joints, whatever particular animal part he's getting, he uses that animal part. And so that gelatin that you're buying is only helpful for repairing that particular joint in your body. And the spine and sciatica, that is uh, a type of animal part that apparently doesn't show up too much in the gelatin basket. So she's gonna have to um, go straight to the source. So there's two animal parts that I found to be extremely effective for any kind of low back sciatic pain. That would be pigtails or chicken feet. And those two are just absolutely phenomenal. Literally, you see the difference in about two days. Doctor, if the sciatic is some kind of pinching of some nerve somewhere in the, either in the buttocks, or it's got to be somewhere. I mean, how does the animal parts, do they, they can actually loosen that up? 
Okay, so let's back up and find, just let you know what sciatica is and what it means to pinch a nerve. What it means to pinch a nerve is that the disc, so you have uh, one vertebrae, which is a bone, that's on top of another vertebrae, another bone, and in between is a pad called no, a vertebral disc. I understand. That disc is weak, and it bulges out and pinches the nerve. The pigtail or the chicken feet are filled with these uh, pads. Nutrients, right. And so here's your pad, and that bulge pulls in, pressure goes off the nerve, and your pain is gone. But I think you could also have sciatica symptoms with nerves being pinched in other parts of the body and not in the disc. Not that I'm aware of. No, that's what I had. If it's not in, if it's not in the channel, that's where the pinch comes from. That's why sciatica. It starts at the spine and the pain shoots out outward. So, by definition, the sciatica originates in the spine from a disease or narrowing somewhere in the right. spine. And that would and make sense if 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 you if you're accurate there, that would make sense how a nutrition yeah. could could solve that problem, right? Because you could right. get right in the disc thing and. Plus, isn't it dehydration too often with the disc? Again, the disc is totally like shot. Right. It is shot. shot. It's like a piece of metal that's been overly worked and fatigued. And, you know, again, it, it's been dehydrated. <laughs> you, you know, she's got a two-year-old kid. She probably hasn't been doing uh, back bends and uh, spinal <laughs> mobility things. So there's a lot going on here. But the simplest solution is boil up uh, some pig feet. and uh, Not pig feet, pig tails. Or... Uh, chicken feet. What's the dose? Dose is pretty hefty. About half a pound a day. Whoa. At least three days. Whoa. Whoa. Can't send a boy to do a man's job. Can't fool around there. <laughs> wow. No kidding. And get rid of her gelatin. Just stop the gelatin. Okay. It's a waste of money and time. All right. Wow. But water too, though. I mean, obviously, high uh, dehydration is always part of the the disc thing, right? She can pick all the water she wants. It's unlikely to solve her problem. Okay. To be honest. Okay. Now, if she wants the whole the whole lecture on water and pooping and blah, 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 go to vitalitysackles.com, download the free report, the Candida Cleaner, and it goes through all those basics. Speaking Let's just say you're doing all those basics and you still have sciatica, it's a nutritional problem. Speaking of that, any ideas when discovery sessions and healers courses will be coming back? None. That's an email. None. Hmm? I have no idea. I have no idea. Can I please uh, submit a question for Dr. Daniel? She wrote this in light blue. I can hardly see it. Can you, <laughs> with these lights, can you ask her what? Select and change the color to black. Select all and clinch. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, too, that's too geeky for me. Can you ask her oh, what helps heal the pancreas, or oh, pancreatitis and agonizing painful periods? My 16-year-old daughter has many... Uh, hormonal issues, um, agonizing cycles, uh, umbratic and interrupts her life. I think we got the picture here. Yeah. This person, the daughter has painful uh, cycles and the mom thinks there's a pancreas involved there. Yeah. Thanks. We don't know about the pancreas. We do know about the cycles. So, also, this kid is 16. And we've got to have some observation of that. So this kid's got an S-H-I-T-T-Y diet, I'm just telling you right now. So you got to sit down and talk to the girl and ask her how much suffering she plans to endure between now and age 20. Just tell her that. You need to tell her that her pain is her pain, not your pain, and that uh, she could make a few changes if she wanted to. So you've got to really talk firmly to these 16-year-olds. You can't fall into this pity trap 
Oh, I'm your mother. Oh, I love you. I'm going to help you. No, no. Tell the daughter she's got to help herself on this one. And the daughter needs to eat more vegetables, less junk food. I would say the simplest place to start is just a diet in the candy to cleaner doctor. Have the daughter start with that. That basic diet is basic, no processed foods are in it at all. And then add to that liver, about four ounces, I would say twice a week. I would start with that. And as far as the pancreas problem, what evidence does she have that the pancreas problem? Is there any evidence in the letter of a pancreas problem, the blood sugar over 200? Is there anything? No, I got no other information no. than that. No. Exactly. So we're not going to touch that because we have no, we don't know that. And again, don't treat what you don't know. And we don't know there's a pancreas problem, but we do know she's having some menstrual pain, so let's handle that. And who knows? The pancreas problem might clear up as well. Let's mm -hmm. start with that. Okay. Here's a lady that is totally exhausted, malaise, malaise, or back feeling blah. I don't know what it could be other than um, my, my Lyme test was negative, but I know the regular tests are unreliable. But I got it anyway. But I got it anyway. <laughs> She's got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Because <laughs> years ago, my dog was diagnosed with Lyme's, and the doxycycline seemed to cure her. Mm. Okay. I'm guessing she took doxycycline and did not cure her. Uh, also, why does doxycycline seem to improve Lyme's disease in a lot of cases? She doesn't say whether she's taken it. Okay, so let's cut to the chase here. She's exhausted. Why don't we fix her exhaustion? See, people get really, really distracted, right? I'm exhausted. Let me decide it's Lyme. Let me talk about other people with Lyme. And let's see what helps other people with Lyme. Even though, if we believe in science, Lyme test is negative, you don't have it. To say it. So in the line test, 99% of the positives are false positives. So if your line test is negative, I would suggest you let go of that theory. Anyway, let's talk about her exhaustion. All she needs to do is eat some liver salt, pepper, liver, onions, that's the recipe. Some white rice and uh, cooked vegetables, and you're good to go. You can embellish it if you want. I know, throw some curry powder, whatever. But if you're exhausted, the question is when was the last time you had some calf liver? Oh, 30 years ago? Well, there's your disease right there. So, calf liver, again, don't send a boy to do a man's job. Eight ounces a day, maybe twice a week to start, and you will see your exhaustion lift. That's those line tests. Stop it. Stop it. Here is Johan, what a great name, in Cloverdale, right. Cloverdale, Oregon. Mr. Tim Pony. All right. My dear wife has high blood mm. pressure, which started last March. Wait, we've got a problem. The wife did not write. He wrote. Okay. So we have a low-motivated client here. The, the, the wife is very low motivation. Okay, continue. She's got hypertension. She's got high blood pressure, which started, she's hardcore, guys, so which, which started last March and caused thoracic artic aortic aneurysm. Yo. The hospital emergency diagnosed acute on chronic right-side congestive heart failure. Since then, she has been under medical care 
and given several prescription medications to help control her blood pressure. However, her BP has been out of control with the systolic pressure varying from lower 60s to 250. Medication adjustments do not seem to stabilize her. During the last five months, she's been taking vital nutrients such as CoQ10, B3, zinc, magnesium. What are Dr. Daniel's recommendations, thoughts? Should my wife have an operation to repair the 6.6 centimeter aneurysms as soon as possible? Wow. So, you're a concerned person here. You can just Google abdominal aortic aneurysm repair, and he will soon find that he might as well just put his wife in the human meat grinder, recycle her, and get another wife. By that I mean, her likelihood of surviving this aortic uh, surgery in good condition is just about zero. But it is a moneymaker. It is a moneymaker. Wow. But did you say you have any kids, any kids there? The kids uh, are no mention of little yet. ones. No mention of little ones. So these kind of an operation are that dangerous, Dr. Daniels? It's extremely dangerous, and the success is, rate is very low. When I say success rate, I mean... The doctor will call it a success if she rolls off the operating room alive. When I say success, I mean giving her relief of her symptoms. That's the kind of success I'm talking about. And she has heart failure, so we know her heart is not is not strong enough to handle the blood flow to the heart, even if the aneurysm was fixed. Hmm. So, right now, we can't make any case for fixing the aneurysm. Because, as he said, she's got the heart failure, which is, you know, a problem. Now, wow. we have another problem here. Her blood pressure is 160 to 250, which is high. But that means she doesn't have heart failure. Let me explain. If your heart can generate 250 millimeters of pressure, there's nothing wrong with your heart. It is strong. So the wife has got a strong heart. So the diagnosis of congestive heart failure, they're bullshitting them. The, the, the vital signs don't support that diagnosis. Let's cross off congestive heart failure. That's not a problem. But we got the, uh, the aneurysm here, which is, that's important information. If you have an abdominal aortic aneurysm, that means you have a serious deficiency in connective tissue. Your body doesn't have the building block to maintain the largest blood vessel in the body. I mean, that's serious. She was not born with this aneurysm, all right? You know, this showed up because of years of nutritional issues. So what should he do? I would do is go to a butcher, you want to buy a uh, pork heart or a beef heart. You don't want to. When you look at this thing, you're going to see there's these round tubes. If you have a real sloppy butcher, hopefully you do. He'll give you a good two inches of aorta on this heart. Cut up that part, overcook it, chop it up, and put it in with her beans and rice, hmm. or whatever she needed. And that will fix her aneurysm. Should lower her blood pressure too. Whoa. Uh, she should increase her water intake. I don't know what her water intake is. I don't know what her weight is. I know. But measure how much water she is now drinking, whatever it is, and increase it by about one or two cups. And then see how she does. And then just gradually increase it. Also, if she's constipated, like she's pooping less than three times a day, that's got to be fixed. So uh, she's got to increase. For pooping. I would recommend Vitality Castle's extra strength to her because it stimulates the circulation and supports it very nicely. 
that's about all I have this I can tell him. But I can one thing I tell him for sure is his wife's diet is messed up and contributing to her problem. That much I can tell him for sure. I read this whole thing, we'd be here all day. Holy cow. Let's see. Let me just see if I can get the gist here. I try to pick out the question marks, you Let's know. See. There's a question yeah. mark in there somewhere. Yeah, question mark. <laughs> oh, let's see. Thanks for asking Dr. Daniels about mad mad cow and BSE, mad cow disease. I find it a yeah. bit shocking how she dismissed it out of <laughs> hand. As if it does not exist, she did not want to remember when Oprah Winfrey was sued, along with the author of Diary of a Mad Cowboy, for alerting the public the possibility of BSE in American beef. And there yes, we are. Yes, yes, okay, yes. okay. Huh? So that was Oprah and the judges and the lawyers are all in on this whole charade to convince you it's real. <laughs> so you don't have to believe that either. As I say, it's easier to fool someone than to convince them they've been fooled. So I accept that I failed to convince you. It's okay. We're gonna let go of that. But what's what's the question? You have a question. Well, I, I guess he, he just kind of wants to kind of rattle your cage because you don't think it's real, and he does. That's what it is. You know? I was looking at the facts. F A C T S facts. Okay, I'm the one who went to medical school. I'm the one where in medical school they said. We know mad cow disease exists. We don't have the proof, and we're going to get it. And they never got it. So he did not sit in that chair. <laughs> but go Google mad cow disease on the internet. The medical industrial complex is backed off. They're not sure it exists. How can he be so sure? They're not sure. Yeah, they backed up. Because I'm not sure. That, that, except, yeah, I look checked up. I check up on this nonsense every now and then, right? No. So. Uh, I checked up a man's counter these and they're like, you know, uh, in 1980, that would be 42 years ago, at least, or 41 years ago, we thought mad cow disease existed. There really haven't been any deaths from it. So it's kind of hard to say it's really a concern. And they're kind of like, they're kind of backed off. It's kind of just backed off. They say it's not really a concern. They didn't say it didn't exist. But since, hey, no one's died of it, I mean, the death rate in, 41 years, Tylenol's killed more people than mad cow disease. I don't see anyone putting down the Tylenol. <laughs> this is from CJ. Patrick recently I had... I took my vitamins before the, 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 the radio show today. I can I'm tell. sorry, I'm a little more energy. No, I can tell. You, you've, you've packed up your little one. <laughs> Uh, Pat, Patrick oh, Wilson. I did my I did my calisthenics too. Oh, you did, and you did your planks. I mean, what you know? What can I we say? Yeah, I did my, my Copenhagen planks. I did my um, L sits and my uh, Roman chair exercises, and yeah, just all fired up here. Sorry. That's all right. Patrick recently had Dr. Richard or Pat, Thomas Cowan and Andrew Kaufman on, and they they both suggested there was no such thing as a bioweapon from China causing co causing COVID. Uh, but all over the news, it's all about China and Rand Paul and gain of function. What does Dr. Daniels think? Is there such a thing as a bioweapon that been released? I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this. And I've been thinking about this. And you know what's really got me going? What? The price of tomatoes. <laughs> the price of tomatoes. 13 years ago, in Panama was four, no, five pounds of tomatoes for a dollar. Right. Now, in 13 years, 
It's a dollar a pound for tomatoes, even when I go and buy them on the street. What's that got to do with Rand Paul and the blah, blah, blah? What's it got to do with all this? Well, I thought that the price of tomatoes had increased four or fivefold. That's what I thought. Right. I said, oh, no, no. Jennifer, you've missed it. You've missed it. The dollar has lost over 80% of its value in these 13 years. And what we are now experiencing is a distraction from that. What's happened is bet the, 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 the power of the dollar, because the tomato's a tomato, right? Same amount of water, same amount of sunshine. You eat it, it's got the same nutrition it had 13 years ago. So the, the, the spending power of the dollar has decreased 80% in those 13 years. Well, let's, let's call it, um, not 13 years, 11 years. So what happened in the past two years? Well, more money was printed and the price of the dollar has taken another drop of another 80 percent and this is the and what we're seeing now about the COVID, about the chinese is a distraction from the fact that the dollar is losing this much value and people are literally being robbed in plain sight inflation is the highest it's been in since the 70s you can call it inflation but i think people need to understand no, I, I don't care if you're earning $100 an hour. You have had an 80% pay cut since 2008. That's right. And the people in charge of our money don't want you to be aware of this. Well. And so what they did is they issued this uh, fake virus alert. Stay at home. You can't spend your money. Why can't you spend your money? Well, the virus might know you're spending it and then infect you and kill you. So stay home and shelter in place. Don't spend any money. What they really didn't want to tell you was your money's worthless. <laughs> so now they can't open up the society or the economy. Once they open up the economy, it's literally going to explode and collapse. And people will realize that the money today is literally worth about eight cents in a dollar, what it was worth in 2008. I'm not sure what happens after folks figure that out. Well. And then they want to cover it up by asking for a $15 minimum wage. Well, good is a $15 minimum wage when you can only get 10 cents on the dollar? The minimum wage of $4 an hour back in 2004 or whatever is worth more than $40 an hour today. So to even discuss raising the minimum wage is an insult to anyone. It's a slap in the face. Nothing is as it seems for sure. I'll tell you that. Stay right Correct. there. Doctor Correct. Nothing. Correct. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. You know, one of the most prolific little little things running around the universe, or wherever the universe is, and we'll talk more about it where it really is tomorrow, is, uh, yeah, where is it? Wait till you hear Dave Murphy tomorrow. He's going to tell you some things about the universe, and uh, it'll, it'll give you Lyme's disease. That's when your head explodes. No, just kidding. Anyway, uh, is a hydrogen. It is the it's the it, hello. It is the primary sub, uh, substance of the universe. Everything hydrogen. It's the number one thing, in my opinion. How big G God manifests itself in physical and in reality is hydrogen. And the sun is totally one big ball of hydrogen. And you know what? It's not even a solid thing like we think it is. No. 
It's just hydrogen. It's just energy. It just loves you. And just giving out its love. Of course, doctors will tell you if you get out there in that love ball that you'll get cancer, but don't get me started. Anyway, if you like to breathe, breathe hydrogen. You can breathe hydrogen by getting our machine. Uh, George Wiseman created it. It's the AquaCure hydrogen machine, and it puts out Brown's gas, which is uh, mm, uh, a little step up. It's a highly leveraged hydrogen molecule called Brown's gas. That's right. Highly leveraged molecule called Brown's gas. And uh, it'll float your boat. Uh, You'll feel it. I've been breathing this little guy for, uh, what, two years now. Feeling better than ever. Um, I don't even... Well, don't get me started. But anyway, uh, it's there's really something going on with it. So I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, if you'd like to get one, it could be a great investment for you because there's a lifetime warranty and a one-year, no-questions-asked, money-back warranty. So that's pretty cool. I mean, how many places do you know that say, okay, you buy my product, and if you don't like it after 10 months, 11 months, 11 and a half months, I'll give you your money back. How many? That's right, zero. George does it because he knows you're going to feel the difference and like it. Just click an order, use the promo code OneRadio, the hydrogen browns gas aquacure machine on OneRadioNetwork.com. Previously with Daniel Vitalis on one of our premier products. And pine pollen comes in at this time in history as this important player in the herbal world, in our pharmacopoeia, in our apothecary, providing us with male hormones. And it's not because we want to become MMA meatheads who just, testosterone, it's nothing like that. It's that we need testosterone to have uh, healthy motivation levels, to have vigor, to feel purpose. And when a person's testosterone levels get really low, they get kind of depressed, lethargic. They start to wonder what the point of life is. They start going around saying, I just need to feel more energy. Right. You know what I can take for more energy? And often it's just low testosterone levels. So pine pollen is just this crucial player. And we've brought it to market, it must have been six years ago now, and it has been wildly successful because it's helping so many people. Well, it's very popular around here, as you know. The pine pollen gold is the main product. And if you want to leverage its potency even more, four peas, they call it, has some stinging nettle and some other good things, which kicks it up a notch. Click and order any survival link on OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Dr. Jennifer Daniels with us, and she is, uh, took her vitamins, did her planks, and, you know, I just can't, she's out of control this morning. I just don't know what to do with her. I just, you know, just tell her to go sit in the corner if she doesn't behave. I'm just kidding, Doc. We love you. Uh, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Doc, I want to tell you one thing I think you'll enjoy quickly, that they've had yeah. several successes with, um, you had mentioned the courts earlier, but there was a fellow up in Canada that actually had a finance minister, judge thing guy agree that they couldn't do what they do because they didn't have viable evidence that there was a virus. You know, he said, Correct. pretty cool. Yeah, he said, you know, I mean, okay. And and uh, uh, we have a fellow that's been on the show and has been talking about it, and every time he sees a case that loses, he says, here's why they lost. They did the wrong thing. They come out with this Nuremberg right. trial, all this stuff. Right. 
All they got to say is, you know what? You got to have a material evidence to have a case. So, That's right. You got to have material evidence, right? If you're in court, you have you have to have material evidence of a murder or, or, or anything, right? This is where, corpus. Where's the body? Where's the body? Yeah, with habeas corpus. So this is where these people are going wrong, according to Charlie, who's our constitutional guy. I think it's interesting. So let me tell Charlie something. Yeah. Let me tell Charlie something. You can have the courts make a decision. You can have everyone pass a law, but if no one decides to obey the law. There you have it. So in other words, if we have all these, all these court rulings, there's enough court rulings in almost any, in every jurisdiction for people to say, okay, fine, um, no more um, compulsory anything. I'm going to go back to work. I'm going to not wear a mask, whatever. But the jurisdictions still have fines in place for not wearing masks or sort of penalties right. for not sticking to this behavior. So if no one's following the law, and it's not being enforced, what good is it? Now, now we are at that level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think it's a political solution, a judicial solution. People just have to not, my opinion, not comply. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. A lot of people don't have the courage to not comply. I mean, as a, I know. a person who has expert courage, I can, I can, I can claim an exceptional amount of courage uh, for non-compliance. You know, you can only go so far before they just exterminate you. I mean, it gets pretty brutal. So, again, I say vote with your feet. So, if you know there's no virus, if you understand whatever they got in that needle can't be any good because there's nothing to vaccinate against, then you just have to move to a jurisdiction that's going to allow you to live a life based on Mm -hmm. science or evidence or fact. Um, That brings me to, I, I, I want to talk about this, so this is an opportunity. Well, Linsky says everyone gets boosters, Who? basically. Oh, the CDC gal? Uh, right, yeah. right. But let me read what she says, and then I'll give you the English interpretation. This is a direct quote. As the director of the CDC, my job is to recognize where our actions can have the greatest impact. That sounds good. At the CDC, we are tasked, that means our job, with analyzing complex, means you're too stupid to understand it, <laughs> and often incomplete, whoa, incomplete data. What, is that? what does that mean, incomplete data? That means... We don't have the data to make the decision. To make concrete recommendations, that we recommendations, not law, that improve health. So they're making, they're making recommendations to improve health based on data that does not exist. Okay. And she emphasizes this. In a pandemic, even with uncertainty, in a pandemic, even when we don't have any scientific evidence, that's what uncertainty is. We must take the actions we expect. That means they're a fortune teller. What they uh, believe the future will benefit the most. So let's put this in English. Walensky admits they are making it up. The data slash science does not support her recommendations. Words like uncertainty and complete data indicate the scientific data for her actions does not exist. Yes. Now, I've been around this block a few times, as I say to the Listeners, I've been to medical school. <laughs> and so in medical school, there were many times when they would say, logic, 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 logic. Oops, no information. But we think this is it. And as a student, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not scientific. You're missing the information there that makes the logical leap. And they said, don't worry. Research is ongoing. The information, the fill in the gap, showing we are right, will appear. It's been 40 years. Not in one case 
has the promised data ever materialized. Wow. And I went to an Ivy League medical school, right? I didn't go to any schlocky, like, I don't know, state school or something. <laughs> I didn't go to some I'm internet saying, school. No, I understand. <laughs> so she can make non-scientific decisions, not based on fact. Why can't you? Why can't your neighbor? She destroys her whole basis for authority by saying she has no facts, no specialized information. But she knows best will decide for you, you who are an adult. So the thing to understand now is the CDC has admitted it is departing from the science. It's making recommendations not right. based on science, right. but based on the fortune teller prediction. And we know we've got their record of predictions from 18 months. I believe they've not been right even once. Right. And their numbers show that they're just making it up. And I, I think they're just covering themselves legally. because she said it. Yeah. They said, well, we told them we were making it up. I mean, what do you want us to do, you know? The thing is, how can you pass a law forcing people to comply with something when you're making it up? They can't. I mean, they're doing it because people, they can no, get away no, with it. No, they're yeah. not doing it. Yeah, they get they away with it. it. So how can you do that? Well, you can do that when you have a tyrannical dictatorship, which apparently is what we have. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah, I understand. Have you seen what's going on in Australia? It breaks my heart. Oh, I'm, I mean, they, they're beat, they're chasing, they're chasing people even. through the woods like they're hunting humans. I mean, it's crazy for nothing. Do you see the they videos? Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I don't get involved in that. I'm working on the calisthenics, the splits, <laughs> the back bends. Okay, I understand. No, I understand. Okay. I'm working on stuff I can control. Now, I understand. Dave, well, okay. I'm typing this as fast as I can because I want to get in before Dr. Daniels. And I'm putting this fellow ahead of the line because I saw this first line. And I said, well, I got to do this. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> My mom is 79 in pretty decent health, but she has bad knees. The docs say the cartilages are pretty much gone. She was trying to walk daily, but this month has been really bad and has stopped because she just can't any longer. She goes to the gym to do some form of exercise, her upper body a little bit, leg workouts, good for her. She's 79, but without pushing on the knees. I'd never been a proponent of any surgeries, but a friend's mom had the knee replacements, did pretty well. In today's environment, I don't even want to go to a hospital. What does Dr. Jennifer Daniels think? Can she, can she do something without going to the hospital? Yeah. Go to her favorite place. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why not? And she needs to get some. Uh, I think they're called knuckle bones. If she can't find knuckle bones, get red bones. So in other words, she does not want long bones. Yeah. You know, so the marrow bone is not what she wants. She wants the other bones. Okay. And you want to boil them up. I mean, boil them up till they fall apart, and whatever's on them just falls off. And the mother needs to eat the solid, all the solid material there and even drink some of that broth. That's what she needs to do. Now, my uh, favorite bones to eat are, they're called red bones, but they are the, the joints of the hips and knees is basically what it comes down to. And so you want to eat all that solid material 
and drink some of the broth. And that will actually repair her knees. It will repair her surface, get rid of her pain. Whoa. Stop going to the gym. Fire the gym. So when I was like seriously weak, I was so weak, I was using two canes. That's weak. So I tried going to the gym and really I just couldn't even get enough done to be just terrible. So first start eating the, the bones, eat the salad stuff. Then you can go online. I would go like on a video, some kind of video, whatever, and look for videos on basic calisthenics. Put the word beginner in front of it. Mm -hmm. uh, what got me going really made a difference is you need to have a goal. So I, my goal was uh, the center splits. Not the center splits, that's my goal now. Back then it was just the front splits. So you want to go look at the videos that say splits in a day. We'll teach you how to do your splits in a day. And you're going to see they're going to give you some exercises it is to do. And you're going to see that you cannot even begin to do those exercises. Not a problem. Take each one of those exercises and learn how to do at least one rep of that exercise. You have to be patient with yourself. It's going to take you hours even to figure out, or maybe even a week, to figure out how to get off one rep. And you, you might need to help your mother, like, hold her body steady while she tries to move her mm. You might find you have to lay her on her side and move her legs in the position of the exercise as close as you can. Um, that's how far gone uh, she probably is. But that's what needs to happen. Uh, the gym is not going to help. It's useless because she has too much uh, joint involvement. She hasn't got enough joint integrity to lift weights, really. What she needs to do is she needs to have someone actually take her limbs and move them. And once she can establish range of motion, then she can get um, a water bottle with a half pound or a pound of water in it and do the exercise with the water. But before that, just exercise the limb by moving it independently. So I was at the point where I couldn't even, see this, I couldn't even lift that up with no weight. That's how weak I was. Now I can lift this up with five pounds. Uh, on, uh, it's not to start with where she is. We we got the knee thing a lot. So the main idea is to use bones and like that are the joints themselves of the cows, right? Correct. Knuckles, Correct. knuckles, knee, whatever you can get. Not the long bones. Not the long bones. Yeah, not the long bones. Yeah. How how long generally when you start eating this this kind of a product can you feel some Juice going to the, into the knees. Do you have any idea? I mean, what to expect? About six hours. About six what? Hours. Six hours. Six hours? Yeah, she'll feel different. Like, ooh, wait a minute. Ooh, something's going on. So she will actually feel. She'll feel it. But I tell people, eh, wait a week. Give it a week. <laughs> that way, 100%, you know, response. But some people, they don't notice it in six hours because their body is not even circulating blood to that area. <laughs> Yeah, wow, that's and amazing. And then it doesn't even stop giving attention to that area. So, you know, again, uh, get go to VitalityCapsules.com, download the free report, and it gives you hydration instructions, which is going to really help you get uh, circulation to your joints. It gives you, if you get Vitality Capsules, extra strength and extra power to your circulation, and a super boost, you add these things to your diet. Okay. 
Here's an email. Can ivermectin be used to help with COVID symptoms? Does ivermectin horse paste work as well as ivermectin tablets? <clears throat> so I have both. I have both. And I am reluctant to swallow ivermectin horse paste. Horse paste. I'll tell you that. However, local application of it to, say, a sore or a bug bite or whatever is just really wonderful. It's amazing how it works. But I would say, once you read ivermectin, you study ivermectin, the half-life of ivermectin is three days. Five times three is 15. So the dosing is five times the half-life. So you can take ivermectin literally once every two, four weeks, and you will never, ever get uh, a COVID-like sickness. Very interesting. Yeah. So the answer is yes, you can use it. However, the dosing is... Uh, it's, it's super simple. It's literally, at the highest dose is once every two weeks. And I was just, I was just blown away hmm. when I saw that. Interesting. Here's one for you. This is, well, I don't think we've ever had this one. Question for Dr. Daniels. I've always had nice perky breasts, but at age 70, mm-hmm. my breasts are starting to droop. How can I fix this? Aaron in California. Droopy breast in California. Alright, so let me show you some tips that stand out. No, <laughs> Come on, girl, let's go. No, wait a minute. I, we so may have the problem and really it's reversing itself. So I'll tell you. So so here We'll probably get censored from bit shoot, you know, if we do that. Go ahead. Yeah, you probably show you. Sorry. Right. <laughs> so you probably have this going on. Uh-huh. And that's gonna droop your breast down an extra two inches right there. And then you got this going on. So you need to straighten your back, straighten it up, straighten it up, straighten it up. And now your breast will be drooping very little. Okay, so you've got that. Next, you need to do a pectoralis exercise. That's the muscle right under your breast. And you can put a weight in each one of your hands. I'm not sure what you can see on the screen Let me here. put you on the big screen. Hold on. That's not right. Let me put it you on. Be hold like on. This. Let me put you on big picture there. Okay. So there you go. That doesn't help. That, does, that doesn't help. That's all I got, girl. <laughs> I know. I'm going to slide back for you. Okay. So you have your hands like this. All right. Lay on your back. Put some uh, water bottles in your hand. And move your elbows together like this huh. while you move your back. That's going to increase the muscle that holds your breast up and make it stronger. So that's going to give you another one inch of elevation. Then you can eat ham hocks, and that's going to flesh your breasts out and make them more plump. Ham hocks. Ham hocks. That's all. That comes with the pig's feet. I get the farmers market. The ham hocks. Right? No, 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 not the pig's feet. The not? pig's feet are not going to give you big boobs. The ham hocks. What did I tell you? Ham hocks. Pig's feet are for <laughs> collagen. The face, right? The best. Uh, no, pig ears. I think do better, and also you can just buy the pig face. But uh, pig feet work great for your uh, your knees and your um, feet, basically. Okay, so pig and just your skin in general. Pig ears are yeah. the pig ears are the ones for the for face. Pig ears, that's it. For face, and they help with tendons. In the United States, even here, it's very hard to get tendons, and I have to really lean on people, ask them more than once, pay them delivery fees to get tendons. So the next best thing is uh, safety. Yeah. 
Did I tell you, I, I asked the uh, fellow at the farmer's market who has these really finely raised hogs, and he can get fresh figures. I got some of those. But, but boy, they were tough. There you go. They were tough, though. I mean, whoa, man. Oh, yeah, you got to cook them a long time. You can't mess around with those. Could I just put but them? Once you got them cooked, I like them. Could I put them in a crock pot all night? It's okay. At least. Okay. You might find it all night and half of the day. <laughs> all night and half of the day. <laughs> Definitely put your crock pot on high setting. Okay. Is there yeah. a way to cleanse? Uh, I like this one. Is there a way to cleanse the blood naturally? Thought I would ask a question for all that's coming at us from the medical mafia. Medical cleanse the blood. Do we really ever need to cleanse the blood? Absolutely, really? absolutely. How about some uh, oh, yeah. Dawn detergent? That you know, it cleans a lot of good stuff. There you go. Just, just gotta use what you good. Use what you got. Use what you got. Man. So I want to remind, remind your listeners that I am sixty-four years old, <laughs> and this beautiful skin you see is from having clean blood. So you know you've got clean blood, but you don't get those pesky ethnic keratosis and those waxy brown liver spots all over. Which of course I have zero. So I clean my blood. I take that very seriously. And I take bitters every day. And I do coffee enemas as well. So I keep my blood squeaky, squeaky clean. Bitters. Have you ever found any bitters? You gave us a formula um, oh, a couple months ago. It was a bit complicated, but you gave it to us. because you're, like, you're you're pretty You're pretty geeky. <laughs> have, you, have, have you ever found any Dr. Daniels that you could get purchased that were like really good bitters? Yes, but they're really, really expensive. What are they? It's the orange water bitter. Uh, I'm sorry, strong water bitter bitters. The flavor is orange. Doctor, why does the flavor matter? Because they use different herbs in different combinations with the different flavors. So the orange strong water bitters work the best. And they sell for about four dollars an ounce. And you can make your own, it's complicated, for fifty cents an ounce. Okay. Right. So, is this so, the name of you it? Know, you would you would duck duck go strong water bitters. Correct. Okay, and then you. You can buy it at your local liquor store. I mean, I say you're sold at liquor stores because you have to take all the herbs and steep them in a combination of whiskey and vodka. Oh, that's how they make. And so they. Yeah. They can't sell them, I don't think, in a regular food store. Oh. Yeah. There's a drink they use bitters, but I, I don't drink. I mean, so. in your country, in your country, and every country is different. I see. In where I live, the bitters are right there on the shelf, you know, uh, next to potato chips. So Susie is struggling with difficult breathing. She was diagnosed with <laughs> COPD. I take very yeah. expensive inhalers that help, but really don't too much. I go to a chiropractor. <laughs> with NRT practice. He prescribes different supplements, but nothing really has helped. Uh, you, you just never see anything out there in, in the universe that advice for this condition. I also do turpentine on average of twice a week and use Vitality capsules, okay? Any advice for tons of people that are in the same boat? So COPD, what is COPD? What is what the name they gave to what? Chronic disease, and they're giving, they're pretty much putting that label on everybody. Yeah. So, 40 years ago, 40, 39 years ago, when I went to medical school, COPD was reserved for people with end-stage lung from 20 years or more of smoking. 
But now they just throw the label all around, so it's, it's pretty much meaningless. But let's stick with what we know she's doing. We know she's taking turpentine two times a week, so increase that to daily. We know she's taking vitality capsules. Change to extra strength if she's not taking extra strength. Okay, so that's her maximization. What about these inhalers? Obviously, they're not helping. Capital N, capital A, capital C. N-acetylcysteine. When you go to the emergency room and end up in the intensive care unit, this is what they give you. So why don't I just take it right now and get it to solve the problem? NAC. Really, they give it to you in the hospital. Well, hmm. Yeah, they used to. I don't know what they do now. Mm -hmm. So um, you want to buy pure NAC, make a 10% solution, and you probably, for this bad off, you have a handheld nebulizer. Put it in your handheld nebulizer. And every time it's time for your inhaler, use the NAC instead. And only use the inhaler if the NAC doesn't work. Well, anyway, it doesn't work. doesn't give you as much relief as the inhaler. And over time, what you're going to find is you'll be able to use the inhalers less and less and less. You'll use the NAC more and more, and then eventually you will not need the NAC. Now, obviously, she's got some dietary issues, I'm sure. Um, the obvious dietary issue to get rid of would be a dairy product. That clogs up the lungs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this is something you could probably handle easily. Sean says, I've got cold feet. And <laughs> cold feet. Oh, I think he's going to get married. Oh, let me, let me, let me see. I think it's because he's going to get No, I'm just kidding. I have cold feet, which makes it difficult to sleep. I use a heated foot spa, which helps. Is there anything I can do uh, to help me get rid of my cold feet? So... Is that a thyroid thing? Nah. No? So we don't have enough information. We don't have enough information. We don't know if he lives in a cold climate. We don't know if he wears shoes and socks. We don't know. We just don't know. But, uh, so, number one, wear shoes and socks even in the house. So don't walk on your bare floor. So if you have tile or linoleum or wood, don't walk on that floor. Uh, get some super thick socks and walk with that. The next thing is uh, put your feet, I don't know what it means by a warm foot bath, but get some uh, Epsom salt, it's a quarter cup of Epsom salt, a quarter cup of sea salt, and a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar. Put it in some pretty hot water. Not enough to burn you, but pretty hot. And put your feet in there for about, oh, 10 feet. I'm sorry. Uh, 10 or 20 minutes, but you want to get it pretty deep, like where it covers your ankles. Mm. And that will help. The next thing is your beverages. I don't know what you're drinking, but try and drink maybe ginger tea or something that's going to dilate your blood vessels down there. Um, the other thing is your overall diet. If you're eating a, um, we'll call it a low meat diet, you're going to be prone to very cold extremities. So maybe add some liver or some beef heart or beef kidney and you will see that you will heat up. What was that uh, concoction? Epsom salts, apple cider vinegar and? Sea salt, regular salt. Sea salt. Uh, how much of each? Quarter cup. Quarter cup of each, hot and and that really will get the circulation. Yeah, put it in the, put it in time. Mm -hmm. 
put it in hot water and put your feet in it. Now you can't just soak up to your ankles. You got to get it up there, up over your ankles. The okay. water's got to be, you know, right. pretty deep. Well, this may just tie into what Charles has. He says that he's doing great, but he's got his toes are numb, and right there where the toes meet the foot has been numb, and it's been for a few years, and he just doesn't, he stretches, does yoga, he doesn't know what the cause could be. So stretching and yoga is again sending a boy to do a man's job. So this guy is uh, close but no cigar. So he, he can keep doing his yoga and stretching, but he needs to be much more aggressive. So there are a lot of really good uh, videos on um, YouTube that teach you how to massage your feet and your toes and increase your range of motion. Uh, I can just give you a simple demonstration here. So you're actually going to massage these little guys to get them going? Oh, yeah, but it's, it's, it's unlike you've ever imagined, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm going to put you on big screen. So I need to help with my center splits. Okay. I'm going to get my foot over here for you guys. Can you see my feet? Yeah, I got them. Okay. So you take your foot and you go in a circle. And ordinarily, you would think I would go in a circle, but I know. Every range of motion, you have to go as far as you can and pull it a little more. Cool. This way, a little a little more. And really try and pull it where you're trying to actually increase your range of motion as you go around. And then you go around in the other direction. Right. Just in case you think you're through, you make a fist and you go, bam, 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 <laughs> bam. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? I like it, yeah. And so now you get that blood down there, and now you can squeeze around the heel, work your way up like this, right under your uh, metatarsal, sides under there. And you literally take this whole part and move it. Then you take your toes, watch this toe. It's been massaged a few times. It goes way back. Woo. And way forward. The other one, way back, way forward. Next one, way back, way forward. All the way down to the very, very little one. And then you pull apart. Then you take it I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Wow. Look at you. Man. Ballerino, <laughs> okay, I'm writing that down. Ballerino but, foot flexibility what? on YouTube? Yeah, but you will find that you are not going to have any aches and pains in your feet or toes, and any numbness will be a dim memory. <laughs> oh, man, that'll be so boring. I mean, you've been with it for years. Charles, you know, why would you want to lose it now? You know what I'm no, saying? Therapy, yeah, it'll be therapy. <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to talk about, Charles says. If I don't. Okay, now this is something I really hope you have some ideas because I got this in this morning and I go I'm full of ideas I'm full of ideas alright so (laughs) let me see if I can do this here I 
I almost was crying here this morning. Found out last night. Family oh, si- no. I know. Family situation. Two girls. Anything you find out last night can't be good. Okay. <laughs> two girls, three years and a newborn, with what appears mm-hmm. to be extreme cases of a genetic condition, and it's called M-E-D-L-I-N-E-P-L-U-S. And she sent a link, so I, I, I clicked on it. And what it is, it's pretty simple. It's called, oh, good. It's called Gittleman Syndrome. Gittleman Syndrome is a kidney disorder that causes an imbalance of charged ions in the body, including ions of potassium, magnesium, and calcium. And now, but both of these little ones are in the uh-huh. hospital on feeding tubes in a vegetative state. She doesn't know what to do. Her family medicine doesn't know what to do. The doctors don't seem to know what to do. So thanks. Oh, no, doctors are making money. Let's, let's be clear. They're, they're just fine. Without a problem. <laughs> My goodness. A newborn on, on feeding tubes with some, they claim a genetic thing? So I wrote back to her, before you answer, Doc, I wrote back to her and I asked her, had they given her anything? Did they get vaccines? Have they given her remdesivir? Have they given her stuff? Given them stuff? And so I haven't heard back. The reason I ask is we, we had a doctor on... Autosomal recessive disease. So both parents must have the gene problem. Is that the case? Oh, she doesn't say. Okay, so check that out. So both the parents do not have the syndrome, the the gene in question, then it is not, uh, they're not not getting a straight poop here. There's something else going on. Also, supposedly, it's a rare, it's genetic. It is not debilitating. You follow a high-salt diet. That's the treatment. I saw. Hmm. Why are they on? Why are they on feeding tubes? There's something else going on here. We're not getting the whole story, so uh, yeah. we, don't, we we can't really give any answer here because we're not getting the whole story. We don't we don't have any information. So in other words, to put to put it really bluntly, their problem is not Gittleman syndrome as described on the internet. There's something else going on. The reason I asked her if they gave them remdesivir at the hospital because we had a doctor artist on our show that he has done incredible research, and these people that go into the hospital for COVID, they give them remdesivir, which kills their kidneys, and then their lungs fill up with fluid, and they put them on a, you know, ventilator. Remdesivir is a very dangerous drug. Exactly. But I don't know if they gave them that. I don't know. But when I saw kidneys, I thought, well. That brings us back to the other piece, which is the prenatal care. So if this lady got prenatal care, it's likely something in her prenatal care caused the problem. I would recommend, you know, do the best you can with these newborns and just have get pregnant and don't get prenatal care next time around. But I mean, in a situation like that, I know you can't give medical advice, and I can't, obviously. Um, I guess could, yeah, I just could you, advice. Could over. you, I mean, could you safely pull them out of the hospital on what they're on feeding tubes? Yeah, people go home on feeding tubes all the time. Do they? They send babies home on feeding tubes all the time. Yeah, when the insurance runs out, these people are being milked. So if all these kids have are hooked up with is a feeding tube, 
they don't need to be in the hospital. The, the insurance company is being built. Why do they pe put people on feeding tubes? It's the standard of care. Hmm. Insurance will pay for it. Now, if the mother wants to be really aggressive, she can pump her breast milk and say, put my breast milk in that feeding tube. Wow. But again, the stuff in the feeding tube is keeping the kids sick. We know this because the kids aren't getting any better. I just can't imagine that. Well, again, you put yourself in this position by getting the prenatal care in the first place. And, you know, just things just go from bad to worse. So I say get pregnant again. This time, get it right. Between you and God, let God do the worst he can and see how it works out. So I had a devastating, um, you know, prenatal care delivery experience. I was in the hospital for 16 days, uh, blah, blah, blah. It was just absolutely devastating. It took me six months to even get stronger before I could write my name, find my name again. Uh, so for the next baby, I... Uh, did very easy prenatal care, which means I showed up no more than once a month. And I just had the baby at home for two and a half hours, easy being. And I had a C-section, the second kid. And so for the third kid, I just stayed at home and said, you know what, God, you're going to strike me dead all by yourself. God, the, the doctors are not going to get to help you out on this one. Hmm. I think it's fine. Yeah. So the baby. <laughs> well, I hope this lady can find her way with that. can't imagine a newborn in a hospital just laying there. Uh, yeah, she's got to diversify. That's it's time to have another baby. And uh, if she wants to do more with this one, she can pump milk and see if they'll at least give the baby breast milk through the feeding tube. Uh, from George, also in California, what would you do well, if she were burping 50 times a day? Uh, suspected SIBO of the <laughs> metal... M-E-T-H-A-N-O-G-E-N type, my opinion, is interstitial something M overgrowth, which gives rise to... Stop right here because we've already got the answer. He's got the answer. He knows what it is. It's I am. It's I am. Oh. No, I've got the answer. Okay. If he had the answer, he wouldn't be writing in, right? No. He'd be cured. Right. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't have the answer. He keeps burping 50 <laughs> times a day, and he's tired of it. Okay, so I used to treat people like this, right? And I would listen to them and I'd read the whole thing just like you're doing, right? And I would recommend this or that, blah, blah, blah. But if he wants to take something, take fennel seed. Fennel seed is great. It'll help solve the problem. But the real problem is he's doing what you and I are doing, and he's doing too much of it. He's sitting in a effing chair. That's so he needs to take his arms like this, twist like this, twist like that, bend down, palms on the floor, bend back, you know, touch uh, the floor behind him, and he will have such an outpouring of burping he would not effing believe. Really? And he'll his burping will be done for the day. Hmm. So his real problem is that he's not doing enough uh, core stimulation exercises. So when I started doing um, more vigorous gymnastics, I was burping and farting. I could not believe it. Yeah. But our 
modern day lifestyle has become so sedentary. And that's why people are having these so-called digestive disorders with bloating and whatever. And I'll just show you one uh, just little exercise that I do. And when I first started doing it, I mean, I would burp out the top, air out the bottom. <laughs> yeah, I understand. I, I, I've experienced but the same thing. Happened. Yeah, with so, stretching. Let yeah. me show you. I'm going to show you this. Okay, let me put you on big uh, screen again. Big screen. Can you see it? Yeah. Well, yeah. we see your feet. Okay. We so see your bottom half. Hands. What? Yeah. You see my feet? Yeah. Bottom half of you. Okay. We see so. you from the, about the breast up. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Palms on the ground. Easy. That compresses the intestines and gets some air out. Now. This way. Watch it, watch it, watch for it. Watch for it. All the way down. All the way down. That'll, That's that, what he needs to do. That'll make Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Golly. <laughs> you know, Doc, I, I had some, uh, you know, tummy things going on for a few years that I couldn't really solve. and But boy, after I started doing this stretching for months and it just all went away, you know. It's isn't it amazing that you can be stretching all this way and then it's affecting your stomach and everything. It's like whoa. Your stomach, is, your your bowels are actually attached. Yeah, to everything, right? To the uh, central uh, breastplate here, and even laterally, lateral walls, and to the um, hips. Hmm. And so when I move my legs, like you saw there, just sitting down like that and bending forward. Those muscles are pulling on my intestines yeah. and moving them. Yeah. And that's really the problem. You know, can we even imagine how many issues in our culture are, are, are going on only because we just sit too much and don't do this stuff? I mean, exactly. probably a lot. Probably a lot. I mean, it's all connected, right? A lot. Holy a cow. Lot. Do you, do you play around it's with that? Yeah. This is, um, this is the only chair in my house outside the living room. So there's no chairs in my dining room, no chairs in my bedroom, no chairs in the hall. Uh, I have, that is just how firm I am about that because I understand how devastating chairs are. I've got rid of all of them. I have chairs in the living room, and that's like, you know, when guests come as a place for them to sit. Right. So do you sit on the floor then when you want to sit? Uh, I sit on the floor. Yeah, I sit on the floor or I'll lay down. So I don't sit. When you sit, you bend your middle and you block the energy and the circulation between your body and your legs. Right. And so I will uh, lay down. The other thing I'm working on is the primal squat, which is another word for it is the Asian squat. Mm -hmm. I know it. And just squat down and use that position more often. Yeah. So I'm working on uh, having more comfort with that. Yeah. Like doing, we're working up to like 30 minutes a day of that. It's very powerful. And you can get yeah. it where you, you have your hands and everything in between your legs, right? And you're just there and baby. No, I get it where my hands are not even on the floor. No, no, so, no. I, just, I but but they're, they're in between your legs, yeah. Yeah, they're in between my legs. Uh, yeah, so they're moving between my legs like this, so I have my hands like that. Yeah. 
the body court guy that I go to from time to time, he says, his favorite saying is, when in doubt, squat it out. That's what he says. <laughs> Just squat, baby. And, uh, yeah, it's really good for you. So this is an interesting yeah, thing. Or do, um, the, the, it's called the, um, they call it the bridge, but it's, it's a, a lesser uh, form of the bridge. But any bridge pose that you find online, when you do that pose, it'll expel air from the intestines. What's it? The bridge the is body. like this way? Is it this way or this way? Is the body be, uh, like a cobra or the other way? No, 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 no. It's not the cobra. It's the other way. The other so one? This one is uh, like yeah. a downward. I can do the easy bridge, the more difficult bridge. I can. Uh, like a downward dog thing? No. The other bridge. The other bridge. <laughs> Where are we? No, we gotta go this way. Gotta go. Okay. Oh, I know what you're gonna do. Yeah, yeah. These are these are challenging, but yeah. Whoa. Then you put your head all the way. Yeah. But if you got any near to air to get needs to get out, it'll come out, won't it? Huh? Oh yeah. Just yeah. once I was at this conference, this is many years ago. And uh oh I got bad abdominal pain. I went in the way from the two of those, bam, the air went out, hang on, went right back to the <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here is a Shelly. She is in uh, New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Next few weeks, I have a painter working in my home. He's getting his second COVID mm-hmm. jab tomorrow, so I don't know which nice. brand he is getting, but I'm assuming he will be shedding in my house. How long will this go on for? <laughs> Do I need to wipe everything down that he touches or just keep my distance from him? The paint that he's painting is more toxic than him shedding any type of whatever. Yeah. So whatever precautions you're taking for the paint, that's the only precautions you need to take. I mean, if you're not kissing this guy and having sex with him, then I think you're pretty safe here. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. And even if you do have sex with him, the transmission rate's only 10%. Is it? Yeah, just be careful about what paint they use. Don't let them put all toxic paint in your house. No, no, no. She's already made the paint decision. Oh, I see. Okay. That's well, she can still change it. Right? She still can, no, she can still change it. No, don't change it. Don't change it. Don't change it. The same little level of distress she had about the paint decision, that's the level of distress she should have about him. That's what I'm trying to explain. Him being vaccinated does not add any additional risk at all. All right. Gotcha. Beth is in Illinois. Can you explain what problems would be caused by taking digestive enzymes? Absolutely. Absolutely. When you take digestive enzymes, it it shuts down your body's enzyme production, and you create a perpetual lifetime dependence. Hmm. That's that's the biggest problem I have observed. The second problem is why you need enzymes in the first place. So you need to understand what is the problem, what is depleting your enzymes, and uh, solve that issue. So the enzymes require a pH to work. The pH they require is somewhere around uh, 1 to 4. That's pretty acidic. So if you're putting in alkaline food, you're on an alkaline diet, then you're wiping out your enzymes. Um, the enzymes also get recycled. So when you make digestive enzymes, they go through, they're secreted in your small intestine and stomach area, but they're reabsorbed 
in the first half of the colon. So if you're doing high enemas, then you're wiping out your enzymes. So if you're following, um, you know, a deep bowel cleansing program, you're depleting your enzymes and your body will never be able to keep up with the enzyme production because you're flushing out enzymes that would have been recycled. Okay. Does Dr. Jennifer Daniels have any advice for a family member who has had the injection, doesn't want to do another one because he's come <laughs> come to come had a moment to come to Jesus meeting? <laughs> That's great, the way she said that. <laughs> she had to come to meet with Jesus meeting and said, I'm not going to do it again. So what can he do? Do you have ideas about that? To get rid of whatever? Nothing, just go on with, just go on with his life. Just go on he's with feeling it. fine, he is fine. Yep. Go he's, on with his life. He's, he's feeling good. Feeling good, I guess. That's what she says. Uh, what can guy cure? I think we already did this one, but uh, we might as well say it again. Uh, oh, no, no, this is a good one. My, uh, I started uh, some flu-like symptoms with 104-degree fever that extreme... Jesus. Yeah, that's pretty high. The extreme temperature lasted uh, a couple days, and eventually um, I just... Now I don't know what to do. Okay, so we got 104 fever, feeling fluish. So, whoa, whoa, whoa! He said it lasted a couple of days. Does that mean his temperature is now down? What? Where are we at now? What he doesn't. He doesn't now? say. He doesn't say. But we don't know. No. Let's go back to 104 fever. Let's just say 104 fever, feeling fluish. What do you do? Simplest thing is just mix together a quarter cup of castor oil, teaspoon of turpentine, stir it up, down the hatch, taste oh. the quarter water. You might want to just sit in the toilet just immediately so you don't have to run to the toilet. You think? And that would be it. What's going to happen is you're going to poop and the fever will be gone and you'll feel better by all, all fine by morning. How much castor oil? Quarter cup. Whoa. That's pretty yucky. That's you, the adult. We're, 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 doing, we're, we're assuming this is an adult who weighs more than 100 pounds. Sure, sure. Yeah. So when you do a castor oil some, and take castor oil, does that do long-term good things other than just giving you a little cleaning, do you know? I mean, you think? Like, in other words, soothing the intestines or anything or cleaning nooks there, and crannies? Soothing. No? Well, there is nothing soothing about gastro. So let me be, let me just cut to the chase here. Is it okay to take castor oil every day? No. It's too depleting. It'll wipe you out. Is it okay to take it every week? Probably not a good idea. But um, castor oil is excellent for the occasional emergency situation like this fever of 104. Mm -hmm. This person probably might have a situation if then, maybe, I don't know, two times a year, three times a year if that, right? Mm -hmm. So in that case, uh, you know, castor oil and turpentine down the hatch is absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. And I used it when I had kids. It was just a major uh, lifesaver. Really? But I found myself, three kids, I found myself giving it to someone maybe every other year. It's just not something that, you know, it needs to be used frequently. Yeah. I took a couple of tablespoons uh, several months ago, and I, it was a good experience, but I noticed that there was a whole lot of, like, air coming out, and I was wondering, right. I wanted to ask you, was is that air that could have been long-term in there causing a little, or is it air that was created by the castor oil? Do you have any opinion on that? Oh, there's no air created by the castor oil. The air stimulates your bowels to move, and that air is pushed out. That's air that's just kind of just hanging out there all that time. Oh, it's always... Is that is it supposed to be there? 
There's a certain amount of air normally in the intestines. Right, right. And the, the, the castor oil moves with such force and so quickly that whatever moves easiest moves quickest, which is air. I see. So it pushes air at a faster rate than it pushes the solid stuff. Mm-hmm. So you're going to experience a lot of air coming out. Mm-hmm. But the air is supposed to be there, right? In general? Yeah. Okay. In well, general. In general. Well, I guess you're going to go do something now, like go exercise or something. I don't know what you're going to yep, do. Yep, yep, yep. I have, uh, you know, several sessions a day, and uh, you got to keep going and get those center splits. All right, I'm going to do that plank thing. I, I You know, I, I, that's cool. And I'm going to also check out the ballerina foot lady, too. That sounds fun. Because sometimes oh, my yeah, little toes get cold in the winter. So I suspect they could use what you taught us today. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or put them in my sauna and just sit there all day. All right, kid, you take care of yourself. We will see you. Wow, it's going to be like almost Halloween when we see you. Something like that, yeah. Tell folks about your website. Oh, no, no, tell them to give yourself a plug. Yeah, give yourself a plug before you go. Please, vitalitycapsules.com. And if you enjoyed today, by golly, we have over 350 recordings of that site. You can just knock yourself out. <laughs> we also have Vitality Capsules, uh, which will invigorate you, and that's why they're called Vitality Capsules. That's why they're called Vitality Capsules. Check them out, vitalitycapsules.com. Also, please, pick up your copy of the Candidate Clinic Report, which tells you all the wonders of turpentine. Now, I know it's not for everyone. Not for everyone. Those who decide to use turpentine and experience miraculous benefits, that's excellent. And those who don't, I have had people who actually use the information and barter it to get their house prepared. <laughs> so just because you wouldn't use it doesn't mean you can't give the information to someone else who will use it. <laughs> VitalityCapsules.com. All right. We love you. Thank you. Take care. It was great fun today. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, she's here on the fourth Monday of each month of the year, and she's a piece of work, isn't she? She's great. Well, she looks great. She's just a kid, but she looks great. You know, what can I tell you? Well, um, uh, let's see. What are we going to do now? I think I'm going to go outside and visit Mr. Sun, which, by the way, is hydrogen, just so you know. And uh, Doodle and I will go out and uh, do something. I think I'm going to make some, I always get inspired to do pig ears. I've got some frozen pig ears. I think I'll throw some in the crock pot, cook them up. So uh, we've got a, a bunch of good shows coming up this week for you. Tomorrow, if you're a flat earther, would like to be a flat earther, think you might could be a flat earther, or think that flat earth I can idea is the craziest thing ever Join us tomorrow, Dave Murphy. Murphy. He's much more than a flat earth kind of guy. He is a uh, historian. Um, really interesting things. He's, uh, he lives in the UK. I'm sure we're going to have at least two hours with him. Uh, that's going to be tomorrow, 10 o'clock, Central Time. Dave Murphy. I'll be here on Wednesday, 10 o'clock. I've got some fun things to talk about regarding life. And then uh, Melissa Sell is going to be here on Thursday, Wednesday. 
as well. German New Medicine. Goodness knows who else we'll come up with. Thank you for your ongoing support. Appreciate it. If you uh, like some of the products we talk about, all you have to do is go on oneradionetwork.com. All of our audio files are there in the order of their latest on the front page, and they just keep going and going and going for 12, 13 years. And then uh, if you'd like to watch videos and see Dr. Jennifer Daniels do her plank and her stuff, just go to BitChute. And uh, we're working on a really nice graphic for BitChute, but you can find it, Patrick Timpone BitChute, and it'll come up there. And that's where all our videos are. And, uh, okay. We'll see you tomorrow, uh, 7 o'clock. Bring your flat earth uh, tinfoil hats. Dave Murphy, tomorrow, 10 o'clock. I love you all very much. Thank you. May the blessings be. Take care. Be good. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.